Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Gobble in the Brain. I am your host, Dr. Clyde Mayberry, and today we're going to get into a topic that is festive for the season. It's not quite December yet, but in the Midwest here, it is snowing. And so I want to talk about joy today. You would think that joy would be a simple topic, wouldn't you? But joy has a lot of nuances to it. And we need to define our terms and and separate uh, the differences from its synonyms and really get into how you can secure and keep joy. And so that's our focus today. Very simple, not long, but check this out. When we talk about joy, we have to add meaning to the definition because just simple joy is a feeling is a a feeling of great pleasure or happiness and it goes beyond the limits of explanation um the dictionary gives us that feeling uh, a feeling of great pleasure and happiness but true joy is limitless life-defining transformative um it's like a reservoir waiting to be tapped into and it requires the utmost surrender And like love, it's a choice to be made. Now, (laughs) that's the basic definition of love. And then if you start adding words like spiritual joy, it's going to take on a different hint to it. Um, Because when you say spiritual, you're bringing in God. Um, There obviously is joy outside of God, believe it or not, um, because that joy rests in how we feel about something or someone. It is the feeling we get regarding someone or something. And, it, and it's basically a noun, a person, place, thing, or idea. A place can bring you great joy. An idea can bring you great joy. And so as a rule of thumb, you really want to put your trust or your joy in inanimate objects. You don't want to put your joy in people. Or even in relationships, because they are temporal. If you put your joy in a relationship and the person you're in this great state of joy with dies, there goes the joy. But if you put your joy in a concept, how do you do that? Well, to some people, and and I'm one of them, Christmas brings me joy. Now, there's a lot of things about Christmas that bring me joy. But understand that just the season itself, uh, I'm not one of those people who dread the shopping and the and the snow and and all the hustle and bustle. I actually like it. I like seeing the hustle and bustle and just experiencing all that it brings, seeing the trees, seeing the lights, the whole nine, because it brings about a feeling. Uh, I am one of the fortunate people to have been a part of great Christmases my entire life. Growing up with my parents and my siblings, we had great Christmases. Uh, My family was was very big on Christmas. And so we had that we did the whole nine yards uh, of of everything for Christmas. And then, of course, uh, when I grew up and had a family myself, we went all out for Christmas. It was a huge thing. And so even now that I have a granddaughter and she is just figuring out what it is, um, It's exciting to see her, but not just that. Um, I like to see kids at Christmas time. I like to see kids open gifts. I like to see kids in anticipation mode that gifts are coming. I like to see that. 
Uh, I'd like to see the stores whipping the stuff out where you can go in a store and literally it gets earlier and earlier. Um, I saw Christmas stuff in September in Target. Christmas stuff, September, Target. Halloween had not even come yet and we got Christmas stuff. That's how earlier it's getting. Um, You know, and then the sales, I've been watching sales and taking part of it all this time and the sales aren't so much joyous because when you really realize what they're doing, they're just getting rid of stuff that didn't sell (laughs) during the year um, to make room for the stuff coming in the spring. Uh, You're not getting such a deal, but the bottom line is uh, the concept of Christmas brings joy. And so every year, no matter what's going on with me, whether I'm ill or I've lost a loved one that I'm grieving, Christmas still excites me. Even the first Christmases without the loved one that I have, because I am so enamored and so joyful about the season um, and everything about the season. Like I said, the lights, the trees, the songs. Um, Not a fan of Mariah Carey song, but all the other songs, I'm Temptations, Jackson 5, all that. Love, love. Nat King Cole, love, love, love. Donny Hathaway, love, love, love. So um, that then allows me to make my joy for Christmas a constant, not a variable. Because regardless of where I am, who I'm with, who's alive, who's sick, regardless, the feeling of Christmas still resonates. And so my joy is placed in that. Um... But you, you should place joy in concepts. So let's get a little difference, a little, little deeper here and talk about happiness and joy because they are different things. Um, happiness is all about self-pleasure. If that makes sense. Happiness may dwell in, on materialistic things, worldly pleasures, whereas joy is more derived from soul satisfaction, uh, emotional well-being. Um, so um, the senses the touch, taste, smell, uh, all of all of those sight. Um, Christmas evokes all of those. I like the smell of Christmas. I like the feel of Christmas. If my hands get cold and there's a wind and I'm out in the cold, I think of Christmas. Um, I, I, I uh, and of course you, you can smell Christmas from the actual alive tree and what that smells like to uh, desserts, um, baked goods for Christmas, Christmas cookies, all of that. Um, it literally goes to an emotional well-being. I am comforted by the things of Christmas. And so happiness has to do with self. And so whether I am participating in Christmas or not, I still feel good about it. I could say, you know what? Uh, You know, so-and-so of my family died. So now I don't want to do Christmas this year. But Christmas is not going to make me sad ever. It never makes me sad. It always changes my mood to to a happy place. So um, if we look at the two that way, joy has to do with the inner self. Happiness comes from outside things. That might be a little little plainer. Um, But when we go sort of deeper with the definition of uh, joy, happiness sometimes is even contained in that. And when I say that it's contained in that, I'm talking about a deep feeling 
or condition of happiness or contentment, um, something causing such a feeling, a source, if you will, of happiness, uh, an outward show of pleasure or delight or rejoicing. Um, that's a deeper definition, a meaningful definition of joy. Um, and like I said, you can have that feeling with, with people. Um, I have one son and my son makes me happy. And I wrestle with the joy that I feel for my son because I enjoy the concept of father and son. I enjoy the concept. I love the relationship of developing a little mini me and sharing life with someone who will grow up and grow, go on to be something or make themselves out of something with the intel that I give them. I enjoyed raising my children, but particularly my son and I, I prayed for a son. I, my first child was a son um, and I love him to death. Um, he is still very, uh, we are very close. Um, we still kiss and hug. Uh, he's 27. Um, but it's interesting. So he is living his life. He's doing his things. And I get to see and just watch what he does. But I remember when he was a baby, I can still look at him at 27 with his beard and his long locks. And I can still see the little boy that was seven years old and was afraid and needed me to hold his hand. I remember uh, walking in the mall one Christmas with my son and he was 11 and he used to have to, it was the rule was to take my hand in the parking lot because um, there may be cars coming. Well, at 11, he didn't, he can see a car at 11. He still wanted to hold my hand. I was so touched by that. That almost made me cry one time. But, but the idea is the relationship that I have in it and, and the concept brings me joy. The personhood of who my son is makes me happy. I hope that makes sense because if God forbid, and it would completely devastate me if my son died before I did, uh, I, I told him I fully expect to him to live a long life and go long past me. But if he died, um, I would be heartbroken, but I'd still be joyful. I would actually still be happy about the things my son has done in the concept of son, but I would be so sad that my specific son is gone. I'm, I'm hoping that I'm clear with that because the more I talk about it, it tends to get more clear in my mind, but hopefully it, it, it's clear to you, but I, I need to tell you what to do with it. So let's finish. Um, Christian joy is a good feeling in the soul, but it's produced by the Holy Spirit. So um, it's going to be based on what you know. There are certain things that you know that will keep you joyful. And so as a Christian, you should always be joyful because things that should make you joyful would be the knowledge about Jesus. What specifically? About his work on Calvary and how he, he switched places with you, meaning that he died for your sins and that he literally switched lives with you so that you he'd be preparing a place for you in heaven and that he would one day come back and get you to take you there. That even if you die, believing in him, you'll still live. Those are all things that are constants and they should bring you joy upon knowing them. They transcend the troubles of life. When you know that Christ is on the right hand of God on the throne and that God is in control of everything, 
then that means that that is where your joy would rest until somebody dethrones him. Now, I'm sure if you're a Christian, you know, nobody's going to dethrone him. So then automatically that gives you a constant perpetual joy, despite what happens in this life, whether it's depth or sickness or whatever it is. Um, it does not transcend Christ on the throne. And as long as he's still there, there is hope. And you literally have a hope that is an expectation of something you know is going to happen. Eternal life is going to happen. Eternal life is going to happen. So if you are a believer and you understand that, that will give you perpetual joy. Nothing will ever change that. Now, blessings are, are sort of what happiness is. Happy is the one or blessed is the one, as the Bible says, and they use those words interchangeably. And those are things that are temporal, that are physical, that are here, that you can see and experience things that you have given God credit for a good fortune that's happening to you. That's happiness. But this inner peace and joy that you feel the, the, the that touches the soul would then be joy. So with all of that said, when we begin to think about the meaning, there are three types or three kinds of happiness. Some people even express them as three kinds of joy. Let me tell you what they are. And then you, you tell me what you think it is. Are these three types of joy or are these three distinct kinds of happiness? And they are first is pleasure. The pleasure of life is the first one. The second one is engagement. It's a good life. So a pleasant life is a happy life, a good life. And that's talking about engagement, a life that's engaging. That's a good life. That's happiness. And then a meaningful life. Is that happiness or is that joy? Let's go into a little detail about them. A pleasant life means you are enjoying the pleasures of life. That would normally be somebody who is middle class to upper middle class takes vacations regularly, uh, has a nice home and a nice car, family as well. Kids are doing good in school. Marriage is solid. That is a pleasant life. Or you could be someone single who has kids and and and, and you're a boss lady or you, you, you're, you're a guy, you're a boss. And, and financially, your family is doing well. Health-wise, happiness is, is flowing through. Um, you know, you're doing the vacation, you got the house, you got the car. That is a pleasant life where you're enjoying the pleasures of life. Now, a good life doesn't necessarily have anything to do with finances. A good life is a life that is engaging. And when I say engaging, that means that the life stands for something. You could be a civil rights activist. And even though you've been jailed, you've been beat up, your, your, your car or your house is, has been, you know, they threw graffiti on it or whatever, um, you've been threatened and all of that, you would still call it a good life because you've been able to make a difference, move the needle, put certain people in office, uh, help run campaigns, get laws changed, um, you know, get statutes that are better for the community. That is a good life. And it's a life that's engaged in what's happening. So it brings purpose to that life. Now, like I said, you don't got to be rich for that. But you could dedicate your life to that. Um, there are scientists who dedicate their life and are engaged in trying to solve problems. Anytime you're in whatever field it is, and you're trying to solve problems, you are engaged. 
That's what it means. There's, there's an engagement of life. But you could also be a great athlete or you could be a coach in high school and be really engaged. That's, so that's what it is. You can be very active in your church. But that is what we call a good life. You may have never had silver or gold, but your life was a good life because you were engaged in saving souls and introducing people to Christ or just living a life that, you know, was good. No trouble. Nobody went into jail, that kind of stuff. But you're engaged. Then finally, it is meaningful life, a meaningful life. What is a meaningful life? That really is a life that transcends. That life gives you purpose of why you're here. Everybody doesn't live their life and discover why they are here. A meaningful life allows you to do that. And it has meaning behind it, whether you've discovered a cure for something, um, whether you have changed the lives of people. Imagine being a social worker. And in this, you know, you got to be married for this. But if you were a social worker, male or female, and you were able to get hundreds or even thousands of kids um, out of troubled homes, out of danger and abandonment, out of abuse, sexual abuse, and you were able to turn their lives around. Imagine having a life like that, how meaningful that would be. Or if you worked with the elderly and made life easier for them. You know, this kind of overlaps a little bit with the good life and engagement, but that good life and engagement has to do with personal satisfaction, whereas a meaningful life is going to be what you did for others. And again, are these three types of joy or are these three kinds of happiness? You would have to decide that. But this is what we're trying to get out of life. All three maximize your presence in life and you want to work those out specifically. And then finally, the joy of the Lord. This is God's joy. The joy of the Lord is that which is the gladness of his heart. What is the gladness of his heart? Well, it comes from knowing God, abiding in Christ. This is to us, knowing God, abiding in Christ, and being filled with the Holy Spirit. We want to let him know or or be known to him in every aspect. All of our decisions, God's involved, all of our actions, behaviors, we communicate with him daily and he is the foundation of our life. That is the joy of the Lord. And when you have that, there is a gladness in your heart, a singleness in your heart, a meaningfulness in your heart when you surrender your life to Christ. And so that is God's joy when we are in that state. And so this is the season of joy. People say it's the season because they celebrate this as the birth of Christ. Um, Technically wasn't the birth of Christ, but um, it was in the fall, harvest time, probably around September, October. But anyway, um, that's okay (laughs) if we want to acknowledge this to be in that time. But if also it makes the world a better place for a while, that peace on earth, they're acknowledging that there was a savior that came, which is Christ the Lord. We ought to be doing that with them. And it should be exciting and a fun time for all of us. But it should be a time that you reset your life, that you rethink about what's going on and where is your joy and where are you placing your joy? Do you have it in a safe place, in a concept that won't fade away, in a truth that's unchangeable? Enjoy your joy, live in happiness, and I send you peace. That's all for this time. Have a great, great, great rest of the week. And we'll talk next week. Thanks.